Are you ready to turn your investments into retirement income? Listen in as Jeremy Kyle and his guests reveal ways you can make smarter retirement, investment, and tax planning decisions to achieve your ideal retirement. You will learn more about your money so you can feel better about your money and make better money decisions. Now, on to the show. Welcome to Retirement Revealed. I'm your host, Jeremy Kyle, and we're here to turn your retirement savings into a consistent income. We are blessed today to have Kathy Klein. She is a Medicare insurance specialist and host of a podcast as well, the Rocky Retirement Podcast. Kathy, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Jeremy. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited too, because you've got a great podcast. One of the pioneers, I think, of the retirement podcast world. You call yourself a retirement lifestyle host. And I'd like to talk a bit of that because you've got a different way, a different approach to your, your podcast. Tell us, tell us about Rockin' Your Retirement. Well, Rock Your Retirement podcast started back in 2016 before my target audience even knew what a podcast was. I was literally grabbing people's phones and showing them how to listen to it and how to add it. So that was that was crazy back then and then a few years later i think there was some tv show that had a podcaster on it and it just kind of exploded after that but yes when i started back in 2016 nobody at least people 60 and over did not know what a what a podcast was (laughs) yeah definitely and what so you're ahead of the curve which is awesome and i think especially what's neat about the way you're doing it is your typical retirement podcast. I'll claim myself as a typical retirement podcaster. You you hear from the host and, and hopefully some expertise, hopefully some good news from them, but also they bring on guests and things like that. You've got a different tactic. You're actually following a retiree and following kind of her journey towards retirement and then the first year or so of retirement. That's just ingenious. How does that work out right now? Well, when the podcast first started, I called it the encyclopedia of retirement lifestyle. We really didn't talk about money. We really didn't talk about insurance. We didn't talk about investments. We just talked about lifestyle. And I would interview experts in their field on different topics that fell into what I called the six areas of retirement lifestyle. And then back in August of 2020, I was trying to decide whether or not I was going to continue with the show because it was taking up a lot of my time. I'm, so I guess, semi-retired because I can pretty much work when I want. And I was getting bored with the show. And then I had this idea that, hey, why don't I follow somebody who's six months away from retirement and we'll follow them through retirement. And so that's what I'm doing. That started in August of 2020. I'll be bringing in another what do I call not a suspect, but I'll be bringing in another (laughs) retiree soon. But that retiree, we're holding off on releasing any of the episodes because that person has not yet announced to the company that they're retiring. So I'm not sure how long it will be before we start releasing those episodes. But following Barbara has been great fun. And um, I'm hoping that I can find one or two more retirees with different situations that I can follow at the show. Yeah, it's so helpful. I've been listening to some of those and it's just, you you think and you read and you plan for it, but to actually be living it is, is wonderful. And so that's, that's great that she's able and willing to share 
her experience to just help countless others. You're trying to think of a, a term there. We've got Brad in our office who is somebody that helps reach out to the different uh, prospective clients, people that call in and things like that. We call him kind of jokingly, maybe we should make it official, the retiree in residence. Cause he's- The retiree in residence. You know, yeah, you the artist, yeah, you get the artists in residence at different places. The retiree in residence is, is kind of our, our, our joking term for Brad, but you feel free to have, use that one. Yeah, I, like I might it. have to take that. Thank you. Yeah, awesome. Well, and like you said, you are semi-retired. You shared in your show that you live in a, a 55 plus community and you're part of a synchronized swimming team. So I got to hear about this. Synchronized <laughs> swimming, how does this work? What, what, should, what are people looking forward to in retirement where they can do, do activities like this? Well, I love it. I never would have become a synchronized swimmer if I would have stayed in San Diego. And it took me about a year before I finally joined. I'm not, I never was really a swimmer. I never really had swimming lessons or anything like that, but I love the water and I can swim, but I wouldn't, you know, I'm more of a breaststroke. I'm really not a crawl kind of person. Mm -hmm. And so when I met these two ladies at a party and they just seemed like so much fun. And I thought, well, they seem like fun. I think I'll go check it out. And now for the last two years or so, I've been synchronized swimming. I've been in one show. I'll be in another show next year in February. And um, it's a little bit different because we don't have a deep water pool. So there, we, we have to modify things. We're not the Olympics. We're all 55 and older. <laughs> there may be some 50-year-olds in there. But our oldest synchronized swimmer, I believe, is 89, 88. Oh, that's amazing. 87. I know she's older than 85. Wow. So we've got a wide range of ages and a wide range of ability on our team. So it's wonderful. There's 40 of us. That's great. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's a big deal, too. Wow. Well, you're proven right there that staying active in retirement or semi-retirement is a, is a great idea. And part of being active is keeping your mind active and just talking to people. And you've got this expertise around Medicare, and you've been using your show and using your, your working career still to share that expertise. So tell us a little bit about what you do and especially how you're trying to connect people across the country because you've got a nationwide show now. We have a nationwide show now with the Retirement Podcast. How can you connect people to the certified Medicare agents that are out there? Well, I started an insurance, you know, I started working with Medicare back in 2014. And then in 2015, I I don't know if you know this or not, Jeremy, but I'm a retired financial advisor. And so I retire, stopped taking new financial planning clients in 2015. And then in 2020, I retired from that business completely. And so I built my my Medicare practice up and decided that now I'm, I'm still a Medicare insurance agent, but I really want to help other insurance agents spread their expertise. And so I started a website, it's fairly new, called CertifiedMedicareAgents.com. And that's where people all across the country can find a licensed, reputable, and certified agent in their state. Over time, it will be searched by zip code. But right now, because it's still a brand new site, we're, we're searching by state and we have coverage in every state, all 50 states in the United States. Well, that's great. And that's something it seems like you get to a point where, well, it seems like at least in my world, just about everyone 
sells uh, health insurance and sells Medicare insurance specifically. Because it makes sense if you've done it yourself and, and maybe you help a friend or two, then you can go get licensed. And we've discovered, in our opinion at least, that if you have somebody that makes it more of a, a business than a, a side hustle, than a side job, they take it more seriously. They are learning about the different things that are up changing because things change all the time. And you're clearly educating yourself and now educating others and, and trying to create a collective of Medicare insurance agents that are keeping up on the latest, uh, latest things that are going on with Medicare. Let me tell you why I got into the Medicare business. Yes. So I was a financial planner, as I said, and my dad had Parkinson's disease and we were visiting him one year and I looked at the counter and there were so many medications on the counter. I can't even tell you how many there were. And I looked at my stepmother and I've always been pretty bold when it comes to money. And I said, how much do all these medicines cost? And it's really kind of selfish why I asked, because my husband is 20 years older than me. Mm. And when he went on Medicare, although, as you said, a lot of people have insurance licenses. When he turned 65, I said, well, I could technically sell you a plan, but I don't know anything about it. So let's talk to somebody who's a specialist who understands Medicare. And when you turn 65, you get this four inch stack of mail, I call it Medicare mail. And he had been researching and he'd been keeping all this all the mail. And when he was ready, when he knew what he wanted, he was ready, he reached to the bottom of the pile, and took out the first person who had sent him a mailer. And he invited the person over to our home and the guy came over, sold him a supplement plan F, which is what my husband wanted. And at the end of the conversation, he said, do you take any drugs? And my husband said, no, I don't. And the insurance agent said, well, great. You don't need a drug plan. And then he left and we never heard from him again, except for he did send a birthday card every year. But other than that, we didn't hear. So now here I am five years later and my husband hadn't signed up for a drug plan. And I'm looking at all these drugs and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, how much is this going to cost if we wind up in this situation? And my stepmother said, so I said, how much do all these drugs cost? And she said, well, if I wasn't a retiree of the state where I worked, this probably would cost us about 5000 a month. Oh my goodness. And to just play that up, if if my husband gets prescribed a drug that we think he might get prescribed, our cost will be 18,000 a year. Mm. So but but at that time I was thinking, "Oh my goodness, 60,000 a year." Whoa. And so when I got back home, I started doing all this research and I found out about a penalty that had been building up, and now we pay more in penalties than we do for his drug plan every mm. single month and we will until he dies. And that made me really mad because I had told him to find an expert. And this so-called expert did not tell us about this penalty. And so I started working with Medicare, like I said, back in 2014. And I found it to be extremely complicated. And, you know, there's plan F, there, there's plan A, but there's part A. There's plan B, but there's part B. There's plan C, but there's part C. Those are all different things. Plan A is not part A. And so I just was so, comp I, I was very confused. And I said, look, I've got a degree in finance. 
and I can't understand this. I wonder how my clients are are doing. And that's why I started working with Medicare. And that's why I'm I've got the certified Medicare agents website as well so that if somebody can't work with me because I'm not licensed in their state or they want somebody who's more local, you'll be able to find somebody that has expertise. And it's really important. Like for example, Jeremy, we were talking about the Inflation Reduction Act. We're, we are recording this in August. And so you might be hearing this sometime later. This act was just passed and it affects a lot of things. And one of the things that it affects is Medicare. It's Jeremy Kyle here, and I know you're listening to the Retirement Reveal Podcast because you want to learn more about making great retirement decisions. I've created a free video course for you to do just that. Head over to 5stepretirementplan.com and sign up to receive this video training right in your email inbox. We broke down our 5-step retirement plan into bite-sized videos so you can get started on the retirement, investment, and tax planning you need to create a consistent retirement income. Go to 5stepretirementplan.com Use the number or spell it out. You'll get there either way. Fivestepretirementplan.com. Thanks for listening. And now for the rest of the show. Yeah, and it, and it literally just passed. And so you've been reading this and discovering how it affects Medicare. So so tell us, because uh, people are looking at, uh, you're, you're listening right now and, and thinking about Medicare enrollment coming on up. How does this Inflation Reduction Act, how does it affect Medicare? So I'm still learning but there's a couple of things that I did want to point out. So first of all, one of the irritations that I had with Medicare was that it was not lawful for Medicare to negotiate prices of drugs with the um, drug companies. And now, for the very first time, this law actually requires the federal government to negotiate prices for some of the top-selling drugs covered under Medicare. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing, and that's definitely a big win for consumers, you know, for people on Medicare or for people who are going to be on Medicare. Another thing that it's going to do is it requires drug companies to pay rebates if prices rise faster than inflation for drugs that Medicare beneficiaries use. So that's thing two. Also, there's something, have you ever heard of the donut hole? Oh yes, yep, that was, <laughs> that was a big about 15 years ago. It took me a while to figure that out. And uh, yeah, just remind everyone about this, what this donut hole is, but it's it's interesting and it's weird. The donut hole is where Medicare tracks how much you are spending and how much the insurance company is spending. And once it reaches a certain threshold, which I, I'm not going to go into the nitty gritty, but once it equals a certain amount of money, then all of the copays and deductibles change to 25% of the cost of the drug. For most people, the biggest impact when this happened is going to be on tier three drugs. That's your preferred brand name drugs, because then your copay is going to go from like usually like $42 to 25% of the drug. So for me, let's pretend like I was on Medicare and let's pretend like that threshold is $4,500. It is not. I'm making this up to make the math easy. Okay. Is that okay, Jeremy? Yeah, it works. I like it. Okay, so I use an EpiPen. An EpiPen retail cost is 
I go to the doctor or I go buy the EpiPen if I were on Medicare, which I'm not because I'm too young and I'm not disabled, but it, it would be probably $42. So I buy three of them. So 42 times three, I don't know what that is, but I can not tell too you- much. Not it's, too much at all. Well, 42 times three is not a lot of money, but 1500 Remember, the total cost of the EpiPen is 1500 So I personally have spent less than $300, but the next time I go and buy an EpiPen, because 1500 times three is 4500 remember that's what mm -hmm. we pretended the threshold was going to be. The next time I buy an EpiPen, I have to pay 25% of 1500 which I'll save you the math, $375, mm -hmm. a humongous increase. Yeah. So the cap on that's not going to start for a while. But what will happen is once you're in that 25% area called the donut hole, you have to continue to pay the 25% until you reach catastrophic coverage, which that changes, let's say it's $6,700. And these are numbers I'm pulling out of the air. So please, listeners, don't like email me and say you got it wrong. I'm just making this up to give you the concept. Well, it changes every year. So why bother it's, with the, you're, exactly. you're, you want to be directly correct to just for people just, to understand, here's, here's the way it works and they change the numbers every year. Exactly. And so once you hit that catastrophic level, then you pay 5% of the cost of the drug or a small dollar amount if it's generic or a larger small amount if it's non-generic. Mm -hmm. So that's how it works. You're going to pay whatever's highest. The highest would be 5%. Okay, so starting in 2024, that 5% will be eliminated. And then in 2025, that's when the big news comes, Jeremy. That's when there will be a $2,000 out-of-pocket cap for Part B and other drug benefits. Yeah, so and I've, I've seen that. That's huge. That so I've seen is that. huge. I believe it. So what happens then, because I've seen it where uh, people have shown this to me. They've said, okay, here, why is this happening? They, they look at a prescription Part D drug plan, and it says, uh, you know, January and February, it's like 80 bucks for their estimated cost. And then all of a sudden, in August, it jumps to like, thousand dollars you're going to your uh, your local pharmacy and you're used to your normal cost whatever it is and all of a sudden it just skyrockets for a bit of time and then it drops back down to a place that's higher than it was in january but it makes no sense it's the same drug the same prescriptions they normally have and next thing you know you're you're paying like 10 times as much and it's just right there where they, they, these people have reached that donut hole and it's a weird way this is not really how it works and normal insurance. It's just some way that they, they figured it out. You know, what was this back in 2004, 2005 with the Medicare party? They figured this thing out 15 years ago. Everyone hated it then. And uh, of course, uh, that sounds like Congress it takes about 20 years to start attempting to fix it, right? Right. It's been a major problem because think about it. When you're 70, 75, 80 years old, you're probably not working. And so when drug costs go up at more than the rate of inflation and you're, you know, when you're on a regular plan, when you're at work and you're working, you've got a $30 copay for your drug, that's going to be $30 mm -hmm. that whole entire year. You don't have to worry about your $30 jumping up to $300. Right. 
And so this is a great step. I'm really excited about this Inflation Reduction Act and some of the wonderful things it's doing for our Medicare beneficiaries. Yeah, you get it. All right, so besides going to CertifiedMedicareAgents.com to find someone that's local and you can trust, you know, we're basically in the thick of uh, open enrollment as people are listening right now. What should people be looking at every year with their Medicare insurance? Every year, so it depends on what type of plan you have. So there are two major types of Medicare insurance on top of or instead of original Medicare. If you get a Medicare Advantage plan, that is instead of, I mean, you still have technically original Medicare, but you can't use it. So Medicare Advantage replaces original Medicare with a privatized Medicare plan, and it generally will give you additional benefits that Medicare does not offer. Those plans change every year. So if you have a Medicare Advantage plan, you definitely want to review it every single year. Usually you'd want to review it October 1st when the new information comes out. On the same vein, Medicare drug plans also need to be reviewed every year because remember we were talking about generic versus um, preferred. Remember I said tier three? Yes, right. So insurance company A could have XYZ drug, or let's just Let's pretend aspirin was a a brand name prescription drug. Let's just pretend. I'm doing mm-hmm. a lot of pretending with you, Jeremy. Just Why not? Well, you get you points. get a exactly right to try to break it down and make it easy. So let's pretend like aspirin was a prescription drug, and one company could have that at tier three, and another company could have that at tier four. And if it was generic, if it was a prescription drug, one company could have it at tier one and the other company could have it at tier two. And so these change every year and the companies change where these tier levels are every year. So even if your drug plan worked great for you in, let's say, 2022, it might not be the right plan for you in 2023 even if nothing about you changed, even Mm -hmm. if none of your drugs change. And the reason is because the insurance companies change the plans every year. And you said, even if nothing about you changes, well, things about you might change. Right, right? exactly. (laughs) You know, and exactly what you had mentioned about what the insurance agent said to your husband is that, oh, you're not taking prescriptions now, so you don't need a a drug plan. Well, that's that's wrong with prescription drug plan part D. When you hit Medicare, be turning age sixty five, you should have that that drug coverage somehow, either through the Advantage or by having its own separate drug plan to avoid that penalty. And you hate to have that penalty on there, but you could be someone with no uh, prescription drugs. It'd be tough to find somebody that lives a a long, full twenty thirty year retirement and doesn't end up with some level of prescription drugs at some point in time. And so if things change for you, then worst case scenario is you, your your coverage isn't as good. But guess what? You can go shop. There's like 30 or 40 or more plans just in the state of Wisconsin. I'm sure it's uh, somewhat similar across the country. You could find the plan that works better for whatever the new prescription or different prescription drug that you're on. Exactly. Exactly. But you can only do it during the annual election period. 
So the the annual election period is October 15th through December 7th. And that's one of the reasons why when I first found out about this penalty, I had to wait to get my husband signed up on a drug plan. I couldn't do it because we found out, I think it was the end of March, and it was too late. We had to wait until the following year. So we kept building up a penalty month by month while we waited to, to be able to get him enrolled. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much for sharing not just your own journey through Medicare and how you got to become a Medicare insurance specialist, but also you're using your your podcast. You've got at least a half million downloads so far. So people are listening, people are caring, and it's because of the approach you're taking. What a unique approach. And I'd encourage people to go check uh, Rock Your Retirement. We'll have a link to that in the show notes. It's just a different take on retirement podcasts. It's It's a great way to go. Thank you. Now we only we only release an episode a month. So because I'm, you know, partially retired, I don't want to do the work that it takes to release every week like I used to. So it is a good idea if you like the show to go ahead and subscribe so that you'll get notification the next month when it finally comes out again. Awesome. Well, we've got rockyretirement.com, certifiedmedicareagents.com. How should people reach out to you if they're if they're interested? So if they're interested in the podcast, then they can reach out podcast at rockyretirement.com. And if they're interested in certified Medicare agents, they can go to info at certifiedmedicareagents.com. Or you, know, or you just go to the websites. Both of them do have a contact page right on the websites. Wonderful. Excellent. Well, appreciate you, Kathy, coming on, sharing your story, educating a lot of us about retirement and especially Medicare and how there's new tax laws or new laws that have come out that even affect Medicare. So thanks for coming on the show, Kathy. Thanks for having me. You got it. And thank you for listening to the Retirement Reveal podcast. We believe if you know more about your money, you will feel better about your money and you will make better money decisions. Thank you for listening to the Retirement Revealed podcast. Click on the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit retirement-revealed.com to learn more. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Kyle Financial Partners. Kyle Financial Partners does not provide legal, accounting, or tax advice. Consult your attorney or tax professional. Representatives have general knowledge of the Social Security tenants. For complete details on your situation, contact the Social Security Administration. Kyle Financial Partners is a part of the Thrivent Advisor Network, a registered investment advisor. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.